What's happening, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Greg Swatek here with you, and uh, at long last, we will have the Bird, the Burge family on this week. Uh, Coach Jerry Burge of Urbana Volleyball, the state champion Hawks, uh, coming off their big win over Appleton a few weeks ago, uh, and we'll have Jerry on to talk about that, and as well as two of his daughters, uh, Logan and Karis, uh, who both play on the team. So we'll talk to the uh, Burgess about uh, winning the state title uh, at Urbana, their, their, their first state volleyball championship, and just the fi- the family dynamic with volleyball and, and why volleyball is such a big part of the family and, and why they love it so much. And uh, we look forward to talking uh, with them in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but as always, uh, John Cannon and Alexander Dacey, my two colleagues here at the Frederick News Post, join me. Uh, it is state football championship week, and uh, we did get a team through. One of four teams made it. I, I was worried there for a minute when uh, St. Charles went ahead of Oakdale late that we were going to strike out completely. But, um, guys, I, I, I looked it up, and this is the seventh straight season that a state title has been awarded, that a Frederick County team has reached the state football final. And it's happened in 13 of the last 14 years, too, which is, which is pretty remarkable. 2014 is the only one since 2007 or since 2008 that, that uh, a state title was awarded that we didn't get a team through to the, uh, to the championship. So a pretty remarkable run uh, extended by Oakdale. Uh, John, we'll start there because that's the game you covered last week against St. Charles and just what were your overall impressions from uh, Oakdale's 27-22 victory over St. Charles? Yeah, it was a gutsy win because, I mean, uh, St. Charles uh, was a really good team, uh, especially offensively. I mean, they really moved the ball. They like to throw the ball, but they did a lot of those short passes, and they had athletic receivers who were really good at getting yards after the catch. Um, but, you know, the Oakdale's defense did a, a reasonably well job of keeping them from going going wild. And, um, and of course, as, as and I'm sure we'll talk about this, you know, they, they paid a price because, I mean, early in the game, uh, Oakdale lost Josh Crummett there. Uh, now, I guess he's a center on offense, but defensively an interior lineman who was huge, came a huge run stopper earlier in the game. And uh, they played a good bit of the game without him and did fine. But um, I guess it was a kneecap injury, and that's going to could be an issue if he's not back for the championship game. What, what, what was the general feeling when Oakdale fell behind by a point? Late in the game, yeah, they, well, they they were moving the ball all night, really. Um, although I mean, two two of their touchdowns, uh, their their first touchdown was a defensive one. Hunter Thompson uh, had a pick six for seventy four yards, and then they did, scored on a fake field goal. Oh my, I'm blanking on their kicker. Um, Roy, Rory, Rory Blanchard. Rory Blanchard. They did a direct snap to him. He threw a touchdown pass. Um, but uh, so they're but uh, Evan Austin's is just a gutsy quarterback and all night he was just running he had he ended up finishing with like over 150 yards he had scored a touchdown 15 yard touchdown earlier and he scored to go ahead touchdown on a short run uh and they had just a methodical drive you know five yards five yards five yards i mean they were just winning the line of scrimmage against a very physical team and uh and they they got it through and then of course you know st charles drove at the end of the game but uh they may put evan austin on defense and he ended up intercepting a and lateral with about 20 seconds left to seal the win. I mean, yeah, the, the guy just makes about every big mm-hmm. play uh, the team yeah. asked him to make. He scored the game-winning right. touchdown against Frederick. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that to me, that's that's what's really uh, struck me about this Oakdale team is just their refusal to, to lose. I right. mean, they, they, they come through in the big moments. Alexander, you saw that Frederick high game, too, and 
in in every big moment they, they they've come through in these playoffs they and they've been behind uh, they were behind against Frederick High 10 points in the fourth quarter uh, Westminster had an early lead on them uh, St. Charles had a late lead on them so this this team has just refused to lose and, and they've really played their best when they've absolutely had to and let's not forget to get Dom Nichols uh defensive end just came up with some huge sacks down the stretch again uh when they really needed him right uh, he's been a money player when the game's on the line and uh and I I think I told you I was sitting next to St. Charles coaches in the uh, press box and they made note of when he came out of the game and when he came back in number eight right? yeah yeah he's 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 shown why in this last month why he's such a highly recruited uh, defensive end uh, Alexander you've you, you know this Oakdale team well you, you've seen them just what's your sense of what they've accomplished here I, I mean it's kind of like what you guys said they just they, they just they just find a way to get it done and you know I mean Evan Austin's so dynamic you know dynamic now I guess he you know he doesn't pass quite as much but he he's he's competent enough when he needs to pass but he's such a threat with his legs and he's so shifty that you know, you know they can they can find ways to score you, you know, with him, with him at the helm, pretty much no matter what. Um, and then, I mean, and then again, defensively, they've really, they've really turned it on these, these last few weeks. Um, you know, I, I, I cut, I covered their first game against, uh, which Hagerstown, I think it was North Hagerstown. And they, I mean, they, they were, they obviously completely over, overmatched and they just, just rolled right over them, but their defense was swarming all that game. You know, and then I was at, you know, the Frederick game the following week and, Again, aside from that that little spurt in like the late third, early fourth quarter, they were they were hold they were holding them down the entire time, uh, and yeah, I mean like like I said, they're just finding ways to win. Now again, if if Josh Crummett can't play Saturday, you know against a pretty formidable you know formidable line of Damascus, that would that would be a pretty major loss. But you know, it, I guess it's just a case of never you know never count them out, even if even if it seems like they're down. And we should note that Rory Blanchard also uh, hurt his ankle, uh, suffered what we later found out to be a high ankle sprain uh, late in Friday night's game. Uh, he's their, also their kicker and uh, kicker and running back, so that, that could be significant if he's not able to play as well. Right. I, I, I talked to Josh Crummett uh, this week, and he said he's going to try and give it a go. Not not totally sure he can, but he's going to try and give it a go. Uh, he dislocated his right kneecap. They say, they said they put it right back into place uh, <laughs> shortly after it happened. So that that's given it a chance to sort of set in its proper spot and and heal over these past couple of days. But he hasn't practiced all week. I, I think Blanchard was back at practice uh, late late this week, so he's going to try and go. And and Kurt Stein is confident that he'll be able to go. But it, it, I mean, with a high ankle sprain, kicking the ball might be a real challenge too. So that that's something to watch. Uh, for Oakdale, in, in addition to it, just his rushing and uh, just all of his other offensive responsibilities, and uh, I mean, and Kurt uh, Stein told me that they've gotten, they've they've sort of taken the reins off of Evan Austin before they didn't let him play defense in the regular season. They didn't let him play defense. Now he's playing defense and intercepting passes to to seal wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't going to run him forty times a game early in the season and get him nicked up and banged up. But now they're letting him do it because it's, they, they have to, I mean, these are, these are do or die games. So it's sort of taken the shackles off of Evan Austin a little bit and let him do more running with the ball. And he, and that, and that's what he says they do best is, is run from the quarterback position. So 
And, and, and we should also mention Kurt Stein, and you, you have, you've seen this, the way he coaches, like that fade field goal was so Kurt Stein. I mean, he will go for it. I mean, he's not conservative. I mean, right. And he's got, and that's, that's something to be said for that, especially it, when you get to these types of games. And it was cool to see Rory Blanchard be able to do that, complete that touchdown pass, because when he, when they tried it against Frederick High, <laughs> the, the pass was intercepted in the end zone. Mm-hmm. So so they, they so they went back to that play, having having faith in their guys. Um, and that's the thing about Kurt too is he really trusts these guys, and even if they screw up once, he's not gonna throw them in the doghouse. He mm-hmm. he he comes back to them and and asks them to do it again. So, uh, a, a, as you mentioned, the game is Saturday at seven o'clock at uh, Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis. Uh, it'll be Oakdale against Damascus, uh, the team they dethroned uh, on Damascus's home field in 2018. It'll be the first time they've played since that game. Um, I've seen Damascus uh, in these playoffs. I saw them uh, knock out Ligonor. And a uh, big, strong, formidable team. They've lost once. Their only loss of the season was at home to probably the best public school team in the state in Quince Orchard. Um, but they have a very good running back in Dylan uh, Donathan. Uh, uh, Kurt says he sort of reminds him of Carson Smith. Uh, he, he's, he's a home run, big, strong home run hitting run, running back and, and linebacker. Uh, so he'll, he'll be the guy that, uh, Oakdale has, has to stop if, if they want to, um, have a chance to win this game, how healthy they'll be, will how healthy Oakdale will be. We'll see. Uh, but it, it will be a big test. And, uh, the last time one of our teams ran into Damascus in the state final was against Brian Brzee and company and, and, and Ligonor didn't fare too well. So, uh, just, just what's your early read on this game, John? Yeah. Well, well assuming these guys that we talked about come back, um, I still think that Damascus is the favorite, but I mean, uh, if there's, if Oakdale is full strength, I mean, I think it'd be a very close game and they have a shot to win. Alexander, your sense? Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think Damascus is probably the favorite either way, but, you know, having those guys back will really, um, you know, could really, could really be be a difference if if Oakdale, you know, can pull this thing off. And again, I mean, I, again, Oakdale very much can pull this off. They are very, it's a very talented team. And yes, Frederick. Yeah, yeah, seriously, like ask, ask Frederick, ask any of these teams who they've, who are, you know, who are supposedly better than them that they've beat. But, I, I, you know, I think, I think in the end, Damascus will just have, you know, one more run or one more, you know, you know one more score in them, and I think that'll probably be the difference. Now, again and again, you know, Oakdale also will not be helped if you know Crummett and or Blanchard can't go, um, but if they're healthy, I think it'll be it'll be close. But Damascus is I'll probably lean Damascus on this one. And, and John, you saw the end of Damascus' season last year when when they looked uh, pretty shaky against Frederick High. Frederick High really uh, ran right over them last year. But but that shows how much Damascus has improved in the last year, uh, getting back to a, 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 a an eleven win season with with a, with another yet another trip to the state final. In, in Oakdale, we uh, we also need to point out is a very young team. Uh, only seven seniors are in their starting lineup. Uh, there, there are three key guys uh, uh, on offense and defense in terms of like the skill guys. Austin, uh, uh, Thompson, Hunter Thompson, and Nichols will all be back next year. They, 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 they lose Josh Crumman and they lose Chase Hot on, on on the lines, and and they'll feel that. But man, if they could, if they can get another couple of linemen going, they're going to be right back in business next year. You would presume. Think back to 2017, Oakdale. I remember they, all those guys were juniors. They had a really good team. They fell a little short, and then the next year they were all back, and they just right. rolled. And this is sort of how we were talking about Frederick High last year because we we were saying they got to the state semifinals. All their guys are back. 
and look at the great season they had. And, and Oakdale's sort of in line to do the same thing uh, th- this coming year. Um, three other teams did make the sem- uh, state uh, semis in football. Uh, Middletown, Alexander, you were there. Uh, uh, they played uh, Ken Island um, on, on the road, and it was going to be a line of scrimmage, uh, defensive, running running the ball game, and, and that's low scoring, that, and that's exactly what it was. Uh, Ken Island prevails 14-7 uh, to 7 with their state-leading uh, uh, running back. Yeah, I mean, Ken Island and Middletown are almost carbon copy teams of each other the way they like to play, that, that just sort of bruising, power-running run it, you know, kind of line of scrimmage, run it down your throat style. Um, and, you know, maybe I guess the one difference is maybe Ken Island has a slightly better quarterback, but that, that didn't end up mattering uh, really, uh, really on Friday. But, I mean, it was it was just a sort of, yeah, it was just sort of a, this, this rough, low-scoring, bruising game. You know, not really, you know, no, nothing happened really, nothing much happened in the first half. Second half, Middletown comes out with an almost nine-minute drive and, you know, Carson Smith punches punches it in. Um, but then Ken Island answered right back uh, and, you know, uh, scored on f- uh, fourth and fourth and goal from three yards out with uh, their running back, Casey Heath, uh, who's uh, yeah, a state-leading rusher. He's going to he's going to play, uh, actually, D1 lacrosse as a goalie at Lehigh. Um, so, you know, multi, you know, multi-talented, you know, multi-sport athlete. But, um yeah, and then and then on their they held Middletown. Then on their that winning drive in the fourth quarter, it's about six and a half minutes, thirteen plays, and every single play was a run play, and all but one went to Heath, and it was just like four yards, four yards, five yards, four yards, and eventually they just wore Middletown down. And eventually, got a, just broke off a seventeen yarder right in front of me, and that was you know that was pretty much ball game. Middle Middletown did on their the, you know did 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 have one last drive to try to get it back. And they actually did convert a third and long with like a really nice screen pass that went for about 45, 50 yards, but it got called back by a holding and they could, they could, they couldn't replicate it. And that was that. Uh, Casey Heath made his impact, yeah. obviously. He will yeah. against just about everyone. But how do you think the Middletown defense fared against them in general? I think, honestly, I think they, they fared fairly well, especially especially at the start. I mean, he, I think at halftime, he only had about 25 to 30 rushing yards. Like they were. Um, you know, for for the most part, at least again, especially in the first half, they were they were shutting him down, but eventually just sort of got to that sort of grinded out, you know, grinded out game in the second half, and 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 they 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 held on for for most of the game, but I think that that last drive or that last, you know, they they were tired. It seems. They, they were just sort of tired, and it just seemed like every play was there was I think there I, I counted there was one stretch where it was like four straight four yard gains and it was just the same play just a power run every time and they were just moving the ball and moving mm-hmm. the ball and chunking off yards and eventually it just it, it just sort of you know you know the the dam broke on that drive and that was that was that I mean it, it was it was it was a low scoring one touchdown game which is kind of what, what we thought it was going to be and you know they had they just had they just had that final drive and that was that was it yeah, speaking of defense, uh, defense was the difference in the Urbana North Point uh, 4A, 3A semifinal. North Point has an outstanding defense. They're big, strong, fast. Uh, they just fly to the ball. Uh, I don't. I don't think Urbana, and, and they played good defenses in in, 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 um, in Frederick County. Oakdale's being one of them. I, I don't think um, Urbana had seen a defense like that all season. 
Uh, North Point was content to uh, just rush with their big, fast linemen and, and just drop their linebackers and safeties back and, and keep everything in front of them. And, and Urbana um, uh, really couldn't do anything against them in a 17 nothing loss. Um, North Point hasn't allowed a point in all playoffs, and, and, you, and you could definitely see why. Uh, after watching them play against Urbana, and Urbana just didn't have a lot of answers. And then uh, Brunswick uh, also went out to, to Frostburg, and they lost to one of the best teams in the state, regardless of classification, in Mountain Ridge. Uh, uh, Mountain Ridge has a uh, comfortable win over Fort Hill this year, and, and we saw what Fort Hill did to Oakdale. So uh, Brunswick, they, they kept it close early, and Mountain Ridge just, I, th- I think, gradually wore them down. Uh, and then the final score wound up being 49 to 20. So we knew um, we knew Brunswick was going to have a hard time pulling that one out, guys. But were you surprised we only got one one of the four teams through? I I, I thought Urbana had a better chance, and I, and I yeah. thought Middletown was like sort of a coin toss game. Yeah, that's kind of where I landed. I mean, I I knew North Point had a lot of really good athletes, and I knew you know I knew coming in they they had a lot of points, so I knew that one was going to be probably tougher than we thought, but. I, I expected Urbana's off. I mean, it seemed like their defense, you know, I know you saw that game. Their defense held up mostly well, but yeah. I just expected their offense to do a little bit more. Yeah, but the, de- I, I, the will, defense did play well, yeah. I, I will say, honestly, like I covered them the week before against Perry Hall. Outside of one or two drives, their offense was not very impressive that game, and there were, there were some mistakes. So I, I, you know, I knew if they, I, I guess if they if they played another game like that, North Point was like a team that could catch him, and it seems like that's what happened. And I agree with you on Middletown. That was that was just a coin flip of like of like you know maybe whichever team gets the gets that last drive, and it it, it wasn't the very last drive, but it it happened to be Ken Island. So, uh, John, any final thoughts on the state semifinals for football? Uh yeah, I, I agree. I thought we'd have at least two, and I wasn't so sure Oakdale would be one of the two. I thought I thought Middletown. I saw Middletown play the previous week and the way they were pounding the ball, and I thought they. They had that look of a team that was gonna go for go far, and they did go far. But I thought they'd have a shot, and uh, but hey, just we got one at least, right? Yeah, St. Charles they seemed to be a little underseeded. I mean, they were like the third or fourth team in their region. They were the number <laughs> they, they were the number eight seed uh, in, in the state quarterfinals. I mean, I don't know why <laughs> they were the, they were uh, the, the team. The, I mean. the the Southern Maryland Converse has, has has like a surprisingly good year. Um, it yeah, like with, 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 North, with North, North Point, Point. Yeah, they were big. Yeah. They had athletes. I mean, they they could they could run. They could throw. Yeah, I mean, it, they didn't look like much on paper. Like I said, they they mm-hmm. sort of up pulled a couple of upsets in the region, and were the easily mm-hmm. the easily the number uh, eighteen based on based on our our, our point system right. that we have mixed feelings about. <laughs> I, I, I know here. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but if they could give Oakdale that, we know how good Oakdale is. And if, if they could take a late lead on them and Oakdale has to really fight to pull it out, you, you, you know, that's a good football team. So just maybe, maybe don't, under, maybe we won't underestimate Charles County next time. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, next week, guys, we'll be talking about the start of, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll obviously review the, um, uh, Oakdale Damascus uh, state championship game and then we'll uh, start diving into winter sports uh, basketball wrestling indoor track and field swimming so uh, so a, a new season is coming as we roll into December uh, next week thank you guys as always uh, and when we come back uh, we will uh, have the Burgess on uh, the volleyball playing Burgess uh, stay tuned uh, here on the final score podcast
All right. Joining us now are uh, Coach Jerry Burge and his daughter, uh, Karis Burge, uh, from the state champion Urbana volleyball team. Uh, the Hawks uh, won, won the state championship uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, with a 3-2 to two, uh, victory over a high-powered Arundel team. It was a rather dramatic win. And, uh, uh, Karis, I'll start with you. What was that moment like for you uh, and your teammates? Um. So I think the game was a very emotional game. Um, it like there was a lot of up and downs. We won the first two sets, and then we two. And so I think winning the fifth set, it it like felt like a relief, but like also we just became the state champs. So it was a bunch of mixed emotions, and it was really fun. Yeah, uh, uh, Jerry, what was that moment like for you? Well, for me, it was. Um it was exhilarating, you know, it was, it was a joy to see the girls, all their hard work pay off to finally achieve something that no other team volleyball team at Urbana had ever done. It, it was, it was exciting. It, it was a really, really cool experience. Yeah. In fact, there haven't been many volleyball teams a period that have won uh, state <laughs> titles in Frederick County. I, I believe uh, Oakdale has done it. And, yep. and uh, it, it's a very, it's a very short list and the, the, the quarterfinals had been the state quarterfinals have been a roadblock for you guys uh, the past couple of years. You, you you lost in five in each of the last two years in the quarterfinals. Uh, Karis, how were you guys able to finally get over that hurdle this year? Um, so I think this year we just had like an all around pretty good team in every position. Like nobody out sh- like shined anybody else. Um, so I think that we all kind of played as a team, and like if we ever got down. Like, we made sure that we didn't, like, separate during the game. And so I think teamwork definitely got us through the tougher games. Yeah. Jerry, what's your response to that question? Um, I would say exactly what she did, that we we prepared well. Um, we had some key players in every position, which really helped. Uh, one of which, uh, not only Karis, but Logan, who was our, my middle, who's on with us, too. She... Um, she actually, her and my other middle, who was another freshman on the team, really opened a lot of things up offensively for everybody. And then when we got pushed, we had just a solid group of girls who didn't get shaken and fought through to get us through to those wins. And it was a huge relief to get past that finally that state quarterfinal. Yeah. So, so, so you, you, you get past the quarterfinals. Uh, you're in, you're into the semis. Uh, you roll through that, and then in the final, you face an Arundel team that was riding a 30-match uh, uh, winning streak, uh, and mm-hmm. in, in that streak, they had barely dropped the set at all. Uh, Karis, what were you guys thinking heading into that match? Um, I think we were all really excited. At least I was. Um, I think we really wanted to win, not only because we'd be breaking their winning streak, but also that. They had been state champions, I think it was two years prior. And so I think we just had like a big motivation to like really want to win that match. And so that's how I went into it. How, how did you think your team stacked up with an Arundel, uh, a, a powerhouse Arundel team, Jerry? Um, let me see if I get off mute here. Am I on mute? I'm sorry. No, you, you're good. I can hear you. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, we stacked up very well this year. Uh, when you watch their game film and you evaluated their, their strengths and weaknesses, there wasn't anything that I was afraid of to the point where I didn't think we could stop. I thought they were an excellent team. 
but I think that we were able to match up with them really well this year, which really made a difference. Um, a lot of years in the state finals, and you'll see players like um, like a Liz Twilley or an Erica Pritchard who just dominate the game, Janasia Moore from uh, Northwest, and there wasn't anybody on either side of the ball that was just dominating the game that way, which really uh, worked to our favor because we we were good at every position and didn't have a weakness that we could that could be exploited. I thought. <clears throat> How important was it to win that first set? Huge. I think that set us up to. We had talked for all week uh, leading into that final about we can win this game. There's no doubt in my mind that we can win this game, but we had to earn it. And they had been there before. So for us to to win the first set really, I think, gave everybody a sigh of relief and that extra bit of confidence that we could that this was with this this was possible. <clears throat> and there was no doubt they could do it. Yeah, I mean, Karis, from a confidence standpoint, getting that first set, what, what did that do for you and your teammates? Um, I think it let us go into the second set just more comfortable on the court and just like in a big environment that's like loud. Um, so I think that going into the second set, we had we were just more like relaxed, and I think that we won the second set like pretty like much better than the first set. So. And, and, and then you guys go up uh, two nothing. Uh, you you win the second set as well by by a similar score, and and, and you're one game away from the state championship. Uh, Karis, what uh what were the nerves like when you guys went up two nothing and you guys were within inches of of claiming that state title? Um, I think that I don't think necessarily that we got too comfortable. I think that we got like really pumped up, and I think that we got excited, and so the nerves started to come back in a little bit more just because of the pressure of like, Hey, like we could win this, like if we win this set. And so I think because of that, like we didn't perform as well. Um, uh, in those sets particular. Yeah. Jerry, what were you expecting from Arundel? What, what sort of response from Arundel a after you guys won the second set? You know, I wasn't sure, honestly. Um, I didn't know if they were going to, it would, it could have gone one of two ways and it went, the one way I was hoping it didn't, which was, um, they, again, they're, they're a really good team and they've been there before, but when teams, teams have one of two responses to going down like that after coming in on a 30 game win streak and that's to crumble or to fight back. And they did exactly what their coach had trained them to do and to fight back. And they did, and they did a great job of it. <clears throat> right. So how did the complexion change when you guys dropped the third set, uh, 25 to nine? That was a wake-up call, but I think, unfortunately, it put some fear into some of my players that were um, key, and it just took us – I tried very hard to keep everybody calm and just understand that this happened and we just got to move on, and it took us another set till we finally – because at the end of the fourth set, we started to play better again, and we just took that momentum into the fifth set and ran with it. Yeah, because the Rundle here, here, here they come. Uh, they, they win the fourth mm -hmm. set, twenty-five nine two, and and it, all of a sudden it's tied. Uh, your your father just mentioned the fear factor, Karis. Uh, uh, what was the fear factor flowing through you guys at two to two in the fifth set of a state final? 
Um, it was just like, I think it was obviously there was a lot of nerves and also we have lots of seniors on our team. And so we really wanted to like, especially the underclassmen, like we wanted to win it for them. Like we wanted to have the best last 15 points that we could have had. Um, so I think we needed, we had that motivate us. And so it was just a lot. <laughs> How were you guys able to pull out the, the fifth set? Um, we, I, we really stayed together as a team after every point we celebrated. And if somebody did something good, we'd celebrate them. You know what I mean? We wouldn't like, nobody would necessarily celebrate their victories over anybody else's. Like it was just a big teamwork set. Did you guys have to remind yourselves of that? Did did you sort of lose your way a little bit in the third and fourth sets there or, or? Uh, yes. Um, I think in the third and fourth set, it was tough because the people that weren't in the position to necessarily fix the streak that Arundel got. Um, it was hard to kind of like, you know, not be angry just because we had no control over it. So I think we definitely started to separate in the third and fourth set, but we got it together in the fifth. How about the uh, resiliency of your girls, uh, Coach Burge, uh, pulling out that fifth set? If I can real quick, Greg, uh, Lo my daughter Logan's on as well. And she's, she was a huge key to what we did in the okay. middle there. I'd love to give her an opportunity to, to comment on that because she she actually was huge in our win at Churchill and at Arundel. Absolutely. Okay? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Welcome, <clears throat> well, Logan, welcome aboard. And uh, just uh, what are your thoughts on, on, on what your father just talked about there, uh, uh, pulling out that, pulling out that um, fifth set? So I would say definitely the third and fourth set is something that like – is not, I want to say, uncommon to Urbana Volleyball. I think throughout the season, we had always had that one set where, like, things kind of fell apart, but it was kind of what we did in the next set that showed, like, how tough of a team we were. We came back from everything. And in the third set, I want to say what happened was we almost were in the mindset of we have won and, and almost like a we've – we've already won. So I think when we played like we did in the third set, it was almost this overwhelming disappointment of playing that transferred into the fourth set. And then when we talked after the fourth set, it was like, Hey, this is our last game. There's nothing else we can do. Truly. Like we just, me and a couple of our, of the, our captains were like just put everything on the court and I think that's what we did we kind of shook off the disappointment of the previous sets and we decided just we are going to leave everything on the court yeah um, and so Greg I will say also um if I may about that fifth set it was really Arundel did a good job of taking away our middles in sets three and four um in the game of volleyball, you try to get your middle hitters going as much as you can, because then that that opens up one-on-one um, block, -on -one blocks on the outside. And they did a really good job of adjusting to our middles because Logan and our other middle, Simone, really played an excellent first two sets. And then they made some adjustments to take them out. And then we were able to run them again in the fifth, which again, opened everything up for everybody else. And that was huge, a huge reason why we were able to win the fifth. Yeah, and just a comment uh, like 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 before Logan hopped on Jerry, just the resiliency of yeah. your girls that they they had shown it all season. It seemed. 
Yep. And what we did was we took a couple things, very small things that focus on this and they did. And then we got some success early where we were back and forth point for point and we were able to build our confidence back. And that was really huge because after I know my team well enough that if we can stay point for point with a team like Arundel, eventually they're going to make a mistake. And then we were able to jump on that mistake and, and just run away with it. Uh, Logan, you're a senior. I mean, you've been, you've been chasing this state title for some, uh, for some time now. Uh, Karis is a freshman. Uh, she, 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 she got it in her first year and, and, and she's, she's going to try and stay on top over her next three years. But uh, to you specifically, like, what does it mean to cap your high school career at Urbana and your senior season with a state title? It honestly meant the entire world to me. And it still does because I, I've put my almost my entire like teenage years into volleyball and high school. I definitely like we had the COVID seasons and stuff. So my sophomore and junior year were a bit like wonky, but finishing off my first regular season on varsity with a state win was something that is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. And it just couldn't have made me happier. Uh, Jerry, was it? Uh, I mean, how realistic was mm-hmm. this going into the season? Uh, did, uh, I mean, did you guys feel this was within your reach the whole way uh, from start to finish? Not to sound cocky, but yeah, I did actually. Um, and and it's not because I thought we were the best team in around. I just knew the players that I had, and I kind of knew the landscape. I'm privileged enough that I'm plugged in with the volleyball world in the state of Maryland that. I, I, I kind of know what's out there. And, and I thought there, there was not one, one team out there that had, so, like I said, just a stacked team that nobody was going to be able to touch in 4A. And so knowing that, it gave me some confidence that we could be in that mix if we did what we needed to do, which we did. Right. Um, and I, 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 had, I, I want to ask this. Like uh, volleyball, you, you, you had three daughters on this team. Yep. And you had a pre and, and Trinity, uh, you, uh, who I believe is your <laughs> oldest daughter. She played her, she graduated, but, but she played at Urbana for you previously. So yep. you guys have to tell me how volleyball became such a huge thing of, for the Burge family. Uh, I started playing volleyball when I was about 17 years old and just fell in love with it. I was a three sport athlete in high school, football, basketball, baseball type. Uh, but uh, once I once I got into volleyball, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, I met their mom through volleyball. We were married, played a lot of volleyball together, and then um, at, so it's just part of our DNA. And then once the opportunities presented themselves for them to play at a young age at the club level, um, I got roped back into coaching again. And so the kids have just been around it since they were really young. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the only thing they've ever known, right? Uh, yeah. And you, you have four daughters. Is, is that right? I have six daughters, actually. You have six daughters. And, and, were, yeah. were, were, and were they all volleyball players? Yeah. So there's two in college. Trinity's my oldest. And then there's one a year younger than her, Rhea, who's up in uh, New York City playing at Alliance University. Trinity's in Texas right now playing for Towson against Georgia tomorrow night. Um, and then I have three in high school and one is, one's a sixth grader. Okay. They all play volleyball. 
Okay. Uh, well, well, I mean, there's not there's not a lot of opportunities for boys to play uh, volleyball in Maryland. I, 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 I lived in Harford County, and, I, I, they, mm-hmm. and they have boys volleyball, so I got to play in high school as well. But, but, but what, okay. sort of oppor- what sort of opportunities did you face, and did you face any barriers to, to, to playing uh, uh, vo- volleyball when you were younger? I did. Um, I, where I grew up, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for me to play organized. So I had, um, it's kind of a long story, but long story short, I was able to get some mentoring um, and introduced to volleyball in high school, kind of as a recreational thing. Uh, but then when I got to college, I, I made some friends that we decided to put together a men's club team. And then we had a real coach. And so we played a lot. And then I went onto the beach circuit and played a lot of beach um, and the, and the co-ed uh, and the doubles grass in this area. And then I met Sylvia Johnson, who's the head of Metro and Barry Goldberg and got a lot of teaching and training from them as far as how to be a good coach. Um, and so it just, it just is a sport that I've always loved. And I just tried to keep finding opportunities, but you had to go look for them as a man in this area. Cause like you said, it's not just obvious and readily available. Did you always think coaching was going to be a part of your uh, future uh, growing up? <laughs> no, actually, I did. Um, at one point in my life, I thought I was going to be a veterinarian. Um, and then there was an opportunity to be an assistant at FCC and a volunteer assistant that I took on. And after, and after that point, it just kind of went from there. Uh, have your daughters played other sports or have they strictly been volleyball? No, they've played basketball. Karis has played basketball. Uh, Logan and... Um, Logan and KK have both played softball. Um, Trinity never did anything else, really. Rhea played some lacrosse. Uh, we've always given the, the out. Like, you don't have to play volleyball. Uh, but they all seem to gravitate back, gravitate back towards it. So uh, it makes my life easy. <laughs> I, I, bet, I bet it does. Uh, Logan, what, what do you enjoy about playing volleyball? Um, I think I enjoy um, the very like technique type of it. I played softball and to me it was very slow. The sport of softball just felt very slow to me and like sometimes I had no control over the game or what was going on. I even ran track at one point. Um, That was, I had a hard time in the very independent sport type thing. But when I watch other sports, it's it's very different because volleyball is one of the only sports that's not a timed sport. And that is something I like about it so much. It's you're not restricted in any way. It's to me, it's truly just the better team always wins. And that is something I like about volleyball a lot. Yeah. Uh, Karis, uh, you've, you've played other sports like like your, like your father said. Is volleyball your favorite sport? Uh, volleyball is definitely my favorite sport. I played basketball, um, but as volleyball is very uh, mental, and I think the physical, like, aspect to basketball that I didn't love it. Um, so I think volleyball, I love like the that you have to stay in a good mentality, and I love the strategic and just the overall fast play of volleyball. For, for for Logan and uh, Karis, did you ever think about not playing volleyball? I mean, volleyball's uh, such a such a huge um, uh, part 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 of the the family life, obviously. And uh, w- was there a, was there a resistance or a sort of a rebel streak in in in, in uh, any any of you sisters to maybe go in a different path? Um, for me, uh, I would say 
that I never like wanted to shy away from volleyball. I definitely had played like when I was playing basketball, I was also playing volleyball at the same time. Um, so like I never wanted to shy away from volleyball necessarily. Um, but I don't know Logan's standpoint on that. Yeah, so. Logan. Oh yeah, I I definitely had a phase. I never grew up kind of the most athletic person in our family. I was very um, academic heavy. So I kind of chose a a very academic path for a long time. And it was actually just recently in the past year or two that I started to put a lot into volleyball because I found myself my junior and senior year kind of missing a team dynamic, almost like a, the dynamic of a team and competition, especially. I missed competition and that's something that to me academics couldn't fill so I drifted back towards volleyball I still played it consistently but I never like put my heart into it until my junior year right and uh Karis is it difficult when your father is the coach of the team (laughs) (laughs) um I would say it was definitely hard in the beginning trying to differentiate like differentiate like him being my dad and also him being my coach like I think it was hard like if I make a mistake like it was just more personal and stuff but I think definitely towards the end of the year like that dynamic started to get a lot better Uh, how would you answer that question Logan I my dad has been my coach for a very long time since my sophomore year and my sophomore year especially it was kind of like weird I never really knew how to treat him almost but I've also kind of gotten used to it because I play for Metro Volleyball Club and my father is the is the director of that club. So I've always had the kind of how do I tr- treat him in a volleyball setting type mindset, but I think I've gotten used to it over the years. And at first I was overly like, I would only call him coach. I refuse to call him by his first name, dad, anything but I feel like I've gotten much more comfortable and I just kind of like, it's definitely something that takes a little like settling into, but I don't exactly know how to explain it, but it took some getting used to for sure. Right. Uh, Jerry, is it, is it difficult coaching your daughters and uh, on, on Logan's last point, do you feel you had to overcompensate too and, and be tougher on your daughters just to show you're not playing favorites or anything like that? So, um, Yes and no. It's it's a it's an absolute privilege to coach the, my daughters, and and I almost I did kick around the idea of stepping down uh, this coming into this year uh, because I knew that Karis was going to more than likely make varsity. Um, <clears throat> it's really different when you um, coach in high school versus club because you have to actually make the team in club. High school is a, like you know it's just the little microcosm of your high school. Um, I tried my very best to uh, designate my assistant coach to manage my kids. And I also am a big proponent of taking stats in practice and letting my st- the statistical analysis drive decisions as much as I can to take the, uh, to take some of that uh, nepotism out of the decision. Um, and, and so it was hard. It was hard because it, this year we had, we the center positions like the quarterback position I mean you're familiar with volleyball is such an essential part of the team and at Urbana we have no we we have we had four setters who all could start on any high school team in the in the county okay and so and 
two of them were my daughters. And one of them was a senior who'd been playing a long time, who was a quality setter, two of them were seniors. So that competition is where it was the most difficult trying to make a decision on who was winning that role. And that's where the biggest, the hardest part was. Um, and honestly, I had to bench one of my kids, my daughters, because at one point they were performing as well. And it's hard. It's hard to look at your daughter and say, well, you know, you're getting beat out right now, knowing that she could be better. But um, I had to be fair. But that does come up. The whole nepotism thing does come up. And you just do your best to manage through it. Right. I have a great administration in Urbana. They, they, they believe in what we're doing. Um, and if any issues comes up, they, they were very level-headed and supportive. How much does volleyball dominate the, the, the daily family life? And is this a year-round thing? Or do you guys yes. get away from it and take a break, say we're done with volleyball for now? Or is this three, uh, 24-7, 365? It's 24 seven because of the club and the camps. Um, I try my, their mom and I try try our best to give them breaks in between the seasons. Like now we didn't ask them to do anything extra between the end of high school and the beginning of club. Um, but like, quite honestly, their club seasons go into June, July. Um, so there's not a whole lot of time off. And, and did you and your wife set out to uh, field your own Burge volleyball team uh, back when you started deciding to have kids? No. no <laughs> there, there's a funny story off the record. I'll tell you something. <laughs> okay. A way I describe that one. Right. But, but, but I'm guessing you guys clean up at family picnics and uh, in, 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 in company events uh, on, the, on the volleyball court. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fun and it's fun to go out and, and to play with the girls, you know, and there for a while over on Thanksgiving day, we would set up a net and it would get a little too competitive sometimes uh, <laughs> just in, as, as the family would go. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so Logan, what's your future in volleyball? I am. It's a bit iffy. I'm not going to lie. I'm currently focusing a lot on academics, but, um, I'm hoping to get recruited, but um, it recruitment is not my number one focus right now. Gotcha. And uh, Karis, you guys are on top now. You you know next year you're going to have the target on, on, on your backs and everyone's going to be coming for you. You're going to get everyone's uh, best effort uh, next season. Uh, how, how do you uh, approach um, uh, this this uh, – the coming off season, non high school season, and 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 how do you guys uh, stay on top next year? Um, I think next year, like obviously, depending upon like what the team looks like, um, I think that next year, like we definitely will will have confidence in ourselves because we did it the you know a couple months before, you know what I mean. Um, so I think that next year won't be much different. I think that we'll go into it with like. Not the winning mindset, but knowing that we can, like, do this. Like, we've been there before. We'll just – we can go again, you know what I mean? So, I think that we'll just have a little bit more confidence in ourselves, but also, I mean, like, be humble through the entire experience. Well, congratulations, guys, on all your success. Uh, my thanks to uh, Coach Jerry Burge and his daughters, uh, Logan and Charis um, – and, and, excuse me, Karis uh, – for joining us on the podcast this week. Uh Guys, get some rest and 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 and, and have have a great uh, have a great off season here, and and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we look forward to uh, seeing what Urbana Volleyball uh, can do next year to build upon this. Uh, but thanks so much for joining us. 
Thank you very much. Thanks Thank for having you. us. All right. Thank and, you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that'll do it uh, for us this week here on the Final Score Podcast. Thanks to John Cannon and Alexander Dacey for joining me earlier. Uh, talking Frederick County sports. And uh, thanks to all of you for checking us out as we head towards the end of this year. All right, folks, uh, have a great week, and we'll see you back here next week. Mm-hmm.